It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to A View From The Bullens, in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Gray has done it ever so well there, very well. Decore, big chance here for Townsend, 1-1! He's done it again, Andros Townsend, for the fifth time this season, goes over to the Goodison fans and celebrates and Everton are level. Well, it's an absolutely outstanding goal from Everton. That counter-attack we talked about. Everton's three outstanding players this season, by the way. Brilliant goal in the end from Townsend. Hello and welcome back to A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Ben Winstanley and Matthew Neal. Ben, Manchester United won, Everton won. A battling performance at Old Trafford on a sun- Saturday early morning kickoff. I imagine you're absolutely delighted with the point. An absolute fantastic point. I felt like Everton went there with a real game plan, real tactics, and the players performed at an outseed, uh, outseed of my expectations completely. They were absolutely superb. Every single one of them knew exactly what their job was. They fought for one another, which I'm right behind. And if that's what Benitez has got installed in these players, I'm all for it. The fight, the desire. There was a period of play for about five minutes where we were just tackling non-stop. And it felt like a goal, Mick. Obviously, me and you were there. and We were celebrating as if we'd scored. The players were just getting stuck in. And before the game, there was no Evertonian. I'd argue said that we were going to get something out of that game. I've seen the team, I've seen the squad, um, I've seen the bench, and I thought we've got no chance here. I was kind of drumming up a four-nil loss to Manchester United, but we look, we come away from Old Trafford, and I'm I'm quite disappointed to not get the full three points. But on reflection, and as we've talked about it. Um, a point probably was fair. They had a large majority of the ball throughout. 
But look, when we had the ball, we made a lot, a lot with it. We broke like 100 miles an hour. Damari Gray, Alan Decore, Townsend again. Them four have been absolutely superb this season. It's mad to think that them two wingers have come in and changed the way that we have played football and addressed uh, and attacked certain um, games this season because the, the impact they've had for me is up there with one of the best times we've had for a long time, especially in Damari Gray. I've seen a great thread on Twitter, I think, of Tactical Everton. Um, it, obviously, a page that goes through the Everton performance. And I can't remember a last player we had <clears throat> who got the ball of feet, turned and was direct and quick and then let a shot off from so far. And Damari Gray in that first half tucked it in, beat off two players, drove at the United centre-half partnership and unleashed the shot. And it was a really good save by David De Gea. And I think a lot of Evertonians would agree that we haven't seen that since Kinchowskis in the uh, the 90s. It's It's been that long. But it's just so good to see um, a real game plan. Rafa's got them well drilled and they look coached. And the players themselves, obviously Paco's come into the fitness side of things. We look a team who've got a lot more fitness and a lot more energy to give and perform. And it's just so good to see. And you, you won't see an Evertonian moan about that result once yesterday. We're going to Old Trafford with the Charleston house. Dominic Calvert-Lewin out, Iwobi, Andre Gomez, uh, Seamus Coleman, even Fabian Delva to an extent who could do something off the bench. It was unbelievable. Obviously, we had like Whitaker on the bench, Dobbin, um, a few other young names as well. And the only real two names we had on the bench from, in my eyes, was obviously Tom Davis and JPG Gabamon. The only negative I'd say, and look, I'm not going to hound him, but I just wish Tom Davis would have took it upon himself and had a shot himself. But a player who's under a lot of criticism at the moment, maybe he's not got that confidence to obviously take it on and put the ball in the back of the net We come home with three points. But I'm not going to dwell too much on that. He should have shot in my eyes, but he passed um, and it was deemed offside. But it is what it is. It's one of them. We move on. It's a point. It's a great point. International breaks massive now. Get some players fit and ready. Hopefully no new fresh injuries over the international break. And just while we're here, Yerry yeah, Me and Mick was a phenomenal. And and his partnership and Michael Keane as well was absolutely superb. The pair of them played really, really well. But Yerry yeah, Mina for me, I had that discussion with you in the summer. <clears throat> what should we do with Yerry yeah, Mina? I was under the influence. He's on £120,000 a week. Do we look to move him on with only two years left of his contract? But now after his performances this season, if he can stay fit... You need to get him signed up to a new deal due to his age, and that he needs to. We need to sort that out quickly. Just the issue with him is not how good a defender he is; it's just how keeping him fit for the future going forward. But he was an absolute mountain yesterday. He was winding up the United fans, winding up the United players, and he was absolutely superb. But no, unbelievable, Mick. Great point. Matt. Given the the circumstances, the players that we were missing. Obviously, it's always difficult going to Old Trafford anyway. Is that the performance of the season so far for you? Yeah, probably is. Um, probably the most unexpected performance of the season. Um, you know, I know United, United have struggled over the last couple of games. But let's go through that team. That is a start. That's full of stars, that team. Um, on an individual basis, certainly attacking-wise, there's probably not much better in the league. Um, you know, you look at the, the players that they brought in, they made four or five changes from, from the midweek game that they had um, and they're still bringing in the likes of of Martial. 
Um, and when you look at our bench, you know, it wouldn't look too out of place in, in one of our under-23 or under-18 games mix. So from that point of view, you've got to be so pleased with the with the, with the players uh, and, the, and the manager, really. Um, the biggest compliment I can give them is that for so many seasons now, um, there's been a huge reliance on Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison for both goals and performance levels. Uh, seemingly when one of those two or both drop out, um, you know, we don't really pick up points. Performance levels are really low, but both performance levels and the result yesterday were fantastic. If we'd have come away with a, a late 2-1 loss yesterday, we, we, we would have still been happy with the performance levels because... Overall, I thought we posed a real threat throughout the game. Rafa alluded to it at the end of the game. We haven't got the personnel in the midfield areas to to control the game. Um, you know, 30% possession or whatever it was at the end of the game. You know, that was a clear plan. Um, and we played to our strengths. Uh, we, we, we're quick. We're, we've got real pace on the wing now. And... Abdullah Decore is, is morphing into a, a sort of Yaya Torre figure at the minute. You know, his, his marauding runs through, through the midfield are, are getting us up the pitch. And I think we were one of the, I think that's one of the major differences we've seen so far this season is that last season we had no players uh, in, in, around the, in, in, in around the top stats for, for carries through midfield, for, for key dribbles. I think apart from Hames and a few fewer Wobi dribbles, I think I don't think any of our players were were anywhere near the top of those those figures. And you see now you've got Gray, Townsend, um, Rafa's pushing the Corey up to his preferred number eight position. We've got players that can drive us up that pitch, and that's so important when you're when you haven't got a lot of the ball, you can break so quickly. Um, you know why it's taken so many years to, to finally figure out that it, in the Premier League, if you've got a really hard-working midfield and quick, powerful wingers, you can have a, a really good team. I don't know, but let's let's enjoy it while we can and reflect on the fact that, you know, we could have really capitulated after that Villa performance. Um, you know, Norwich come to Goodison and they were looking for their first win and we dismantled them in it. And then yesterday, I'm not sure many would have uh, predicted us to even even get a point. Uh, I think most uh, were predicting a, a, a loss of some sort. And again, coming from behind, that's, that's seven points already this season from, from, from losing positions, which already equals the same amount as what we got last season. And that comes down to a couple of things, like Ben's already said, fitness levels are so much better. Um, you know, right up until the, the final minutes, Everton were at it yesterday and, and, and could have could and probably should have, have maybe snatched a winner at the end. And, and obviously the, the, the pace that we've got as well. So absolutely, probably the, the, the best performance of the, performance of the season so far. So, certainly the most complete. I think we've had second half performances that have been good this season, but I don't think we've had the full 90 minutes. But aside from their goal yesterday, I thought for the, for the, for the, for the whole game, Everyone was uh, was brilliant, and we were fully deserved of the point. 
Ben, before I go into individual performances, I want to just talk about the team spirit that is currently being shown by the Everton team, the togetherness, the grit, the determination. A lot of Everton fans are, are talking about the last time they saw an Everton team acting like this and playing together was the David Moyes era. Do, do you agree with that? Do you think it's been that long since we've had a, an Everton team which just looks like they're all buying into the system, buying into the information that the management team are giving them and they're all on board and pulling in the same way? Yeah. First of all, Mick, though, I just want to welcome Matthew full-time to the team. Obviously, we did a tweet earlier this week and it's his first podcast since being an official member of the uh, of Youth in the Bottom. So welcome, Matt. Really good to have you on board um, over the boot to get, get your signature over the line. But um, yeah, obviously, there has been the talk of Twitter, Mick. You're absolutely right. And I feel like it must be installed from Benitez because... He knows what Evertonians want. And Evertonians want, I've said it on countless times, that we just want players who are going to play for the shirt. Um, you could be the most skilled technician in the world. But if you don't perform, you don't get stuck in, you don't put the miles in, they won't get behind you. They really, really won't. And every single moment this season, we've seen it a few times, you know, I think there was a, a moment yesterday when Scott McTominay was being a bit of an idiot in the middle of the park. And I think it was on Anthony Gordon or Luke Dean, one of them was on the floor. Um, and every player got involved again. And it seems to be every week when there's a bit of a a bit of like a tussle or a bit of like a to-do, every single player goes in and amongst it. Now, I'm not saying that hasn't been there previously. I just feel like there's everyone wants to be a part of it. It feels like a real team spirit. And each one of them players are fighting for one another. So in my eyes, effort will always be talent. And I'll say it again, I've said it on numerous times, I feel like this, the likes of Andros Townsend coming in, Mick, we discussed it in the podcast earlier on in the season, um, before the season started. He's a man who's going to come in and give you six, seven out of ten every single week and he will work his socks off for that shirt, for the club and for the fans. And if you've got an attitude like that coming in, that we want 100% back you, whatever you do on the pitch, because all we can ask for you is to try. And I'm going to touch on it as well. I even think Rondon, to an extent, I know people will say, oh, he was awful. He missed a few good chances in the first half. But that was his best game in an Everton shirt. Same goes for Anthony Gordon because the effort was there. Big Rondon up top. Didn't really set the world alight. I'm not saying he was brilliant, but he was a nuisance. And he was winning headers. He was getting the ball to feet. And look, he was against one of the, probably the best centre-halves in world football and Rafael Varane, who I thought didn't particularly play predominantly well and for a game where we're not going to have much of the ball I thought Rondon performed very well interlinking with Damari Gray and bringing Townsend into the game and as Matthew quite rightly said the Corey again he is just unbelievable as we discussed before the podcast started I just wish we could have haven't, haven't signed the Corey type of player when he was 23 24 years of age Obviously, he's pushing on towards the the, uh, the 30 years of age mark, but he's still an absolute monster. He's seen in the 92nd minute that he's, he's pressing their centre-halves. I was going, what are you doing? Get back, get back. But he was just running, running, chasing them down and trying to force the long ball where we knew straight away with Michael Keane and Yerry Mina that we could win the ball. I mean, obviously, clear up the second ball and break, which was we're working all game. So the fitness levels, the team, the coaching... And I don't know if it is Rafa or whoever it is within the club who's getting this, this attitude and performance and grit and determination and fight from these players. Long may it continue, Mick, because it's been absolutely brilliant to watch and I'm all for it. We can't, we cannot fault the efforts of this team recently. We've had a few 
bad results, obviously in the Carabao Cup, but they fought for one another yesterday and it was a proper team performance. Like you say, we haven't seen that since probably David Moyes' um, team. So no, really, really excited to see what's to come with this team going forward. Hope long may it continue. It is early days, Matt, and and you know we're only seven games into the to the Premier League season. We, we had some some negatives, you know, being knocked out of the Carabao Cup was was very disappointing. But but nevertheless, like Ben's just touched on, the team spirit, the togetherness, the battling mentality, you know, all for one, one for all sort of attitude. It is it is refreshing to see, isn't it? Given the the last couple of seasons that we've had, and and just to add to that, the fitness levels of this Everton team, and a lot's been spoken about over the last decade, I would say, over Everton's fitness levels, and that we all seem to flag last twenty. But this Everton team at the moment, the fitness looks impeccable, doesn't it? And even when we travelled to Leeds and, and it finished two two, and you know, a lot of that football fans understand the way Leeds play. It really is, you know, all gung-ho. It, it's ping-pong and their fitness levels have always been spoken very highly of. But this Everton team matched them for fitness. We go to Old Trafford yesterday. We don't make any sub till late on. Man, you were ringing the changes. They're bringing on superstar after superstar. This Everton team are down to the bare bones and they barely make any change. I think it was around the 80th minute when Tom Davis came on and then Lewis Dobbin in stoppage time. So these players have gone to the well yet again, haven't they? And they've come out. And let's be honest, the stand innovation after the game was thoroughly deserved, wasn't it? Yeah, spot on about yesterday, about the substitutions there, Mick, because like you said, I mean, we were looking towards our bench with about 20, 25 minutes to go and who you, you know? Who do you bring on? Who do you risk? Um, you know, United are bringing on Ronaldo and Sancho and Pogba. They've got you know, leaving the likes of Van der Beek and Lingard and Matic on the bench. And you know, we haven't got. We've got probably what two senior players on the whole of the bench. You know, these players deserve a huge amount of credit yesterday for for going right to the end. And and as I said before, I thought. We could have, we could have, we could have nicked it at the end. We 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 looked the fitter of the two teams. I know they played midweek, but they've got a really big squad. Probably, probably one of the biggest squads in the league. And uh, we cope with them. And, and at times they couldn't they couldn't deal with our aggressive play. Um, and that that's a key in the Premier League: pace and power. It's very very simple. Sometimes it uh, you know it, it papers over cracks of certain teams. Um, because, but that—that's what you need sometimes. Um, we we we've been outstanding this season in terms of in terms of team rate, teamwork, spirit. But I again, this this for some reason, Everton managers of previous seasons have have neglected this. Mick, for me, the the best teams in the world have got team spirit. They've got fitness. They've got intensity. That's that's that's. The basics of football are what the best teams do. And if you do the basics right, that's a great platform to start with. And we have, as a team, as a club, in everything we've done from both recruitment to our playing, playing staff, we haven't done the basics right. We've gone back to basics from the start of pre-season this year, you know, in terms of sort of looking at bargain basement signings, players that work hard, players with great attitude. Again, done that in the pre-season with the fitness. Everyone spoke about how Rafa's training sessions were, you know, really intense, really difficult. And you see that in our in our in our play. Um 
it used to burn my head out last season where I, I couldn't understand that every home game last season, our second half returns were just awful. We couldn't get over the halfway line. Now, yes, that's got something to do with fans, but fit levels just weren't 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 at it, were they? And again, like you said, Sam, those that team that played yesterday was probably the same team that played in the cup against QPR. It's the same team that played Norwich. It's the same team that played Manchester United. Most of that team played against Aston Villa. So that's that's probably four weeks in a row now where we've had four or five games in a row playing with the same 11 and they're still putting in that work rate. Um, and, it, and look how far look how far it gets you. Uh, team spirit, again, like you said, it was great to see everyone getting around Digne when like like Ben said there when when that sort of thing happened. But again, like I said, basics of football. You do those basics right, you'll go a long, long way. And it, it improves your performance levels on a consistent basis. This Everton team, how many, how many times have we seen over the last two, three years, people getting excited? You know, we'll go on a little run, two or three games, and then suddenly the drop-off in performance levels is staggering. We're not seeing that this year. The numbers prove that. The numbers are very consistent. Um you know, the numbers are very sustainable. And that comes from your base layer of basics, of, of organisation, structure, but also the fitness levels and the, the work ethic and the team ethic that Rafa and the staff are, are, are getting into this team. Um, and I think I can speak for every Evertonian on this, that I think we're all thoroughly enjoying watching our, watching our team again this season. No, I, I thoroughly agree with you. And, and Ben, just looking at certain individuals now, Yerry Mina, Michael Keane, come up against probably arguably two of the very, very best strikers in Edison Cavani and Cristiano Ronaldo. That They were absolutely impeccable yesterday, weren't they? Cavani, with all due respect, he didn't get any change out of Mina or Keane all game. And Ronaldo, when he came on, he was very quiet and, and we managed to contain him as well. So I think a lot of praise has got to go to the two centre-halves, hasn't it, in Mina and Keane. Keane has, has had his critics in the past. Mina, of course, is, is getting a lot of praise. But together yesterday, I think we can all agree that they were absolutely outstanding, weren't they? Yeah, I feel like Yerry Mina, when fit, is our best defender at the club. But obviously the question is to keep him fit and wrapped in cotton wool because... Seems to go away on international duty. Obviously, with the Colombian picks up knocks here and there, and he obviously won't play unless he's one hundred percent fit. But our record without Yerry Mina in the squad in the team is astonishing. We we don't seem to have as many clean sheets. We don't win as many games. He's an absolute man mountain. He's colossal, and he just showed yesterday how good he was. And I feel like he brings out the best in Michael Keane as well because Keane was really good yesterday. And I also would like to note, Mick, on that is I thought Ben Godfrey had his best game this season. I know Rafael Benitez said this this week that he was only playing at 70%. And I thought he had a solid game. Um, his attitude, his aggression, his pace, his physicality. Sean yesterday, I thought he performed really well. Switched off slightly for their goal. Um, obviously, when Anthony Marshall scored, he just, came, he just seemed to tuck in slightly. But look, that ball got fizzed into Bruno Fernandes and we were on the phone early on and he was by far their best player, Bruno Fernandes. He literally, everything goes through him. He took it in, laid it off and the ball was fizzed into him and the ball was stopped dead. Not many players could do what he did yesterday and unfortunately, a little deflection of a 1-0 down, which was completely against the run of play. I think for that first half, should have at least gone in 0-0. But there we are. Um, 
but it's the first time I think that I think it's three seasons that Everton have gone to Old Trafford, um, conceded and obviously come back to obviously draw, not lose the game, which is a massive respect to Everton going forward. But back to Yerry Mina, like I said, I've banged on about on this podcast. He was superb yesterday. Um, really, really, really good. He was solid. I think there was one moment elapsed from uh, Michael Key when Cavani had that header in the first half. Comfortable enough save for Pickford. But the um, after that, he switched on completely. They were in the right positions. They never seemed to be tracking back. You can you can you can tell when centre halves are a position because they have that moment of panic where they seem to try and cover the grass a lot quicker than they're capable of, and the sheer panic sets in and they start sliding into tackles. But there was none of that. It was all calm, it was all composed. Um everyone did really well defensively, and that's one of the reasons why I really like this season going to watch Everton play football. The offensive work on the break is great. But on the next game, Everton, is have a look at the defensive shape. Have a look at the players when they fill in. When a player pushes on like Damari Gray, even yesterday, Rondon was filling in on the left wing and it happens all over the park. I think there was a, a, a corner for Everton in the first half and all our big guns had gone up and Damari Gray was winning headers and put it out for a throw-in. He was 1v1 and he was playing the centre-half. They, they were all filling in for one another when the positions are there. When a player bombs on, when a player go, goes back and when Townsend goes forward, the core was filling in on the right. Just watch the shape. The shape is really interesting and really difficult to break down. And I'm all for it. Um, I like just watching different players, different techniques and their positions they, they take up. But yesterday, there was no lacklustre panicking from any of our centre-half partnership. And that's massive credit to them because Michael Keane's had a bit of an iffy start to the season. But the past few games, even against Norwich last week, he's come he's come on again. Now, maybe that goal against Burnley, he scored, has gave him a little bit of a confidence boost. But since then, I'd probably say he's been solid again. And it'd be difficult for Benitez to change going forward when Coleman becomes fit again. Because obviously, I'd like to see Godfrey and Mina at the back. But Godfrey isn't as good in the air as Michael Keane. So, long may it continue because besides their goal, um, and obviously the Pogba chance in the second half and the Cavani header, they didn't create an awful lot. And that's down to every single one of them Everton players, understanding their role within the team, understanding where they need to be to fill into certain players and just being coached properly. And it's really, really good to see. And I think we can all agree that we can we look more of a unit, more solid, more of a team. There's no one walking around the pitch. There's no one literally moping around. They all get stuck in. They all track back. Townsend was like a Jorosel bunny yesterday up and down that touchline non-stop. So massive credit to the centre-half partnership, Nick, but a massive credit to the whole team for filling in in positions all over the park defensively because it helps the back two as well. Matt, I, I, I don't want to get us too ahead of ourselves. It, it is only one game and it's it's only one point, but it is a fabulous point. I want to just touch on the responsibility and the accountability amongst these Everton players under Rafa Benitez. A number of times yesterday when a player is maybe out of position or he's made a sloppy pass, the other players are, are talking, they're vocal. There was a moment where Anthony Gordon, first 10, 15 minutes, he was, he was a little bit rabbit in headlights and he was getting caught out positionally. Alan, Andros Townsend, they all had a word with him and almost calmed him down, held his hand and, you know, maybe got his head straight and, and showed leadership. That's what I probably should say. Do you now think there's a bit of leadership amongst this Everton team? For so many years, Everton fans have been crying out for leaders on the pitch. You now look at this Everton team and you think Seamus Coleman when he's fit, Yerry Mina, 
Pickford's very vocal. Townsend is a clear leader. Alan is another clear leader who's very vocal. So you start to look around this Everton team now, don't you? You think, yeah, there's a lot of responsibility and each player is holding each player accountable. And it is so refreshing to see an Everton team like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And for me, that comes straight from the manager. Um, I think Rabinitas expects players to, to, to respect their roles within the team. And, and that it's some sort of accountability on your own personal performance, first and foremost. And second of all, that team spirit that we've alluded to earlier in the podcast is that that you know that cohesive unit that we've now become. It, you know, it's it's looking after your mates, isn't it? it? It's making sure that if they make a mistake, you're covering them. If they're if they're performing poorly, you know, sometimes you do need to get a bit 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 in their face, bit nasty, and say, you know, listen. You know, get a grip of this. You know, get in the game. Um, but I think overall, the cohesiveness and the team spirit comes from a structure, an organisation, a game plan. When you've got a structure in a team, you all know your roles. It's very easy to understand your role. And I think last season, sometimes. And that's not that's not necessarily a criticism of, of of Carlo Ancelotti. It's just that I don't think he's he was used to managing players of the caliber that we've got in our squad, and a lot of them need not they don't need a, a hand throughout the game. You know, uh, obviously Benitez is is very very vocal on the sidelines. There, you know, he's never a, he's never a, he's never really sat down, is he? But I think. A lot of our players, certainly the likes of Michael Keane, and you see the two centre midfielders this season in Alan and Decore, they they've worked so much better. I mean, most of us, and including me, were sceptical of whether those two could work together actually at the start of the season because certainly in a two, because they both they both wanted to go forward and neither of them wanted to sit back. But now you, there's there's a clear plan that Alan sits slightly deeper and Decore presses from the front. That organisation and that structure means that players know their own role, but they also know other, other players' roles. And if they're not if they're not doing that, if they're not carrying out their roles within within the team and on the performance on the pitch, then then they'll be called out. And again, like you said, young we got, you know, we're we we're using young players now. We've had to, we've had to bring in Lewis Dobbin, we've had to bring in Anthony Gordon, who I think will will play a key role up until Christmas at least now in this squad. He's got a fantastic opportunity now to 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 mark his stamp on this on the on this squad. And like you said, I thought everyone really helped him throughout the game. Um, you know, there were there were times where, you know, he, he could have um, been a bit of a rabbit in the headlights, but I thought I thought Lucas Dinier helped helped him out well. And um no, it's good to see some responsibility being taken by these players because for too long now, maybe we've uh, we've been weak. We've been certainly mentally going into big games that you know we think we're beaten before before we've even gotten on, onto the pitch, and we don't show enough character and enough spirit um, within the team. But I think from mind um, on on numerous occasions already this season shows me that we've got we've got some sort of leadership stru- structure within within the team now that, that can carry us forward. Hopefully. 
Ben, I will just touch on Anthony Gordon. I know Matt's just touched on him. He played for 72 minutes before coming off for Tom Davis yesterday. What did you think about his performance? I thought 15 minutes myself, I thought he was a little bit rabbit in headlights and he didn't quite know where to be positionally when defending. But I thought he really grown into the game and he really matured throughout the game and arguably was one of our better players on the day. What did you think? I think he that was his best performance in a blue shirt he's done what since playing for Everton. Um, he showed me and proved me wrong that the, there is a player there and that he can be an integral part of this squad. So hats off to you, Anthony. He played really, really well. Um, like you say, Mickey starts off a bit, hit and miss. The, look, Wan-Bissaka is one of the best defensive right-backs in the Premier League, if not probably the best. His tackle success rate is brilliant. Um, obviously, Manchester United fans aren't that much of a fan due to his attacking ability, shall we say. But defensively, none of that can be questioned. And look, he didn't shy away. He wanted the ball. He was he got a few one-twos around the back and he looked really quick. I think what I think there was a moment in the first half when he got put through um, and he showed really, really good pace to get the ball and drive forward. And one of their um, players took him down and got booked. Now, after that incident, he was superb. He wanted the ball. He stayed out wide. He seems to have a really good connection with Luca Dean as well. Obviously, a lot of talking goes on between them. He hooked that touchline, but also tucked in as well, and he gave options, and then Dean could bomb on and overlap him because De- uh, Anthony Gordon was working back. He was winning tackles. He was part of that lit- little mad 15-second display where three or four Everton players put in big, big tackles. And like I said earlier, we celebrated that like a goal in the away end because the Everton were fighting for, for one another. And he was part of the, the issue for Manchester United. He was getting stuck in. He was putting his foot in. And he seemed to be really enjoying himself. I wouldn't have said he, he didn't look like a Premier League player if I was a neutral watching that game yesterday. So hats off to him. He performed really, really well. Um, and as Matthew quite rightly said, I feel like there's definitely a place from now in this Everton team um, and Everton squad. And I hope that he gets more minutes as well because all he needs is a goal or two um, and to really kick on his confidence again. But no, it was good to see. He got round the back of um, Wan-Bissaka a few times. I don't think he took him on, but his movements and his position got him the, the space, got him the, the, the chances to put the ball across the box. So no, absolutely brilliant, the lad. Um, made up for him because obviously he's probably the next big thing that was coming out of our academy, which we've discussed the past few, um, few podcasts. But it's good to see somebody come on, play minutes, play 70 minutes. And let's not get it wrong here. As, as Matthew said, on paper, I'd argue that Man United have the best squad in the Premier League. You just look at the players and the squad depth. It's actually insane when you look at it. But like Jack said on the, the last podcast, going to give him credit here. When you got a manager like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and Rafael Benitez going head toe-to-toe, then Benitez is going to do them all day tactically. And that's exactly what happens because with such a depleted squad, it's good that we can throw the likes of Anthony Gordon in and throw Dobbin in for the last five minutes. And they know the responsibilities. They know what they're coming on to do. And that's because they're getting coached and they're getting integrated within this squad. So no, really, really good to see his best performance in the blue shirt for me. No, I absolutely agree with you. And I also think I just want to touch on Anthony Gordon and Luca Dean. They came up against Aaron Wan-Bissaka and, and Mason Greenwood, who arguably it's a very, very powerful right-hand side for Manchester United, pacey, powerful, and Greenwood's a very, very tricky customer. So I thought Luca Dean and, and Anthony Gordon on the left-hand side were, were absolutely outstanding yesterday because Manchester United were, were certainly targeting 
our left-hand side, especially in the first half, where it seemed every attack was coming down that side. So, yeah, massive kudos to, to Anthony Gordon for real digging in and, and getting to grips with the game, getting up to the pace of the game and putting in a very, very solid performance. And another player, Matt, who, you know, he did come under a bit of criticism over the last few weeks, Solomon Rondon. I thought it was his best performance in an Everton shirt. And uh, with all due respect, I know that's not saying a lot. But do Everton fans have to understand, you know, what we're going to get from Solomon Rondon? Arguably, probably our third choice out-and-out striker ahead behind Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. Richarlison would probably start ahead of him as a, as a lone striker as well. So do you think we have to give him maybe a little bit of slack? For me, you know, as a third-choice striker, you're there to come on, be a nuisance, be a presence, win some flick-ons. You know, we, we've got to understand what sort of player he is. He's never going to run the channels for us. That's not his game at his age as well. So I thought he was okay yesterday. And, and like Ben's touched on, he came up against Rafa Varane, one of the best defenders in, in European football. But I thought Rondon did a job. He occupied him, won his flick-ons, held the ball up at times, you know, and was a nuisance. And that's all we can ask from, in my opinion. And what were your thoughts on Rondon's performance? I think the key thing that you've hit on there, Mick, is understanding his role. Um, he was never bought to play week in, week out. He was never bought to be playing four games in a row in late September, early October. He's an impact sub. He's someone that can keep, I keep alluding back to it, he's someone that can keep the structure within the team. He knows his role. Um I think that was the that was that's the key difference between someone like a Rondon and someone like a, a Moise Keane is that Rondon will keep the shape of the team. Um, he knows what Rafa wants out of him. There's no doubt that he can execute those those positions and and those little things that that Rafa wants better as as time goes on. Uh, I still think he's probably a little bit shy of, of where we'd like to be we'd like him to be and where probably he'd like to be. Certainly in front of goal. I thought his overall play yesterday, like you said, was much better. Um, I know we probably don't notice it as much because those passages of play never led to goals, but there were certain times where he made the run. He he held up the ball and gave it to a Gray, a Decore, and they, and they broke forward. Um, in front of goal, probably still a little bit so sort of slow, probably used to the to the Chinese or the Russian league, where you've got that extra bit of time. Uh, there was certainly a, an uh, an opportunity in the first half where I think most of us would have thought he was he should have taken that first time. Um, and if he, had he if he'd have taken that first time, then he, I think he would have really troubled De Gea. But listen, we've got hope. Fingers crossed. We've got Calvert Lewin and Richarlison back for for West Ham. And we'll see the best of Rondon in those situations for me because he is someone that I don't mind coming off the bench for 20 minutes to go. I'm very confident in saying that he will provide more than Josh King provided last season. I'm confident in saying that whilst he might not have the technical ability of someone of a Moise Keane, again, he suits our system and structure much better. Um and it was always a big ask for someone like him to come in and he's not played in, he's not even had a pre-season. I don't think he's played in a game for four months. So it was always a big ask. 
was he everyone's cup of tea when he joined? Probably not. Um, we all got why he brought him in, but I, I'd have preferred someone like a a Wang, that, a Wang that's gone to a, a Wolves there on loan. Someone with a bit more pace and um, pressing ability from the front. But Rafa wanted a target man, and um, again, I think we'll see the best of him in in this in this period from October to December, early January, where he's not fingers crossed he's not going to be used every week. Uh, there'll be weeks where we don't see him at all, but there will be weeks where Everton um, are on the back foot against teams like Watford um, at home, where we might need a, another either another presence up the top of the field. Um, you know, you can never have too many strikers. And um, like you said, that was definitely his best game yesterday. Is is he looks he looks sharp already in his overall play, and I think if he can find that that touch in front of goal. Then, then people will be a lot happier. He's got another two weeks now to get fit in in, in the international break, and I'm sure after the international break, he'll be uh, much more up to speed. Ben, I want to just talk about the goal, the a fantastic counter attack goal, and I think we can all agree if that was done by a Manchester City, it'd be raved about on on all the social media channels and TV. But Damari Gray's input on it, Decore's input input on the goal, and then obviously Townsend's finish with his weak foot. I, I just think it, it needs to be spoken about. An absolute brilliant counter-attack goal and something that we, we probably haven't really um, thought an Everton team can do for, for a number of years. It, it's a rare Everton goal, that, that sort of counter-attack goal. But for you, is that one of the best or nicest goals you've seen live for a long time? Oh yeah, but the, as you can see, my me, <clears throat> voice has gone. I've got bruises up and down my legs. It was literally one of the biggest falls I've had for a long time. Watching Everton, the limbs were insane. The away end absolutely erupted, and the away support was brilliant yesterday in full voice. It was really lucky and special to be a part of. But look, that goal, the Mari Gray does so 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 good. You know, he was unbelievable how he got that ball because it came out to him. He won the first fifty-fifty against Fred. And then, obviously, Fred comes in for a second challenge. He just puts him on the weights, wins the ball. Decore, somehow, the absolute monsters just started legging it forward. And we're on 3v2 then. But special mention to the big man, Decore, because that turn he does literally draws in about three Manchester United players. Obviously, the left-back being key. Luke Shaw gets drawn into him. He turns around, does a quick, clancy turn and plays in Andros Townsend. And, it was just one end to the other in less than eight seconds. It was such good counter-attacking football, which we haven't seen, shall we say, since Brighton. <laughs> Away when Damari Gray did the exact same. Um, obviously broke on his own that time, but then obviously Townsend took it in. That first touch and that, that finish, it roots David De Gea, who back in the day was probably one of the best goalkeepers in world football. And he planted that bottom corner. De Gea didn't move. It was a great finish on the wrong foot. And even more impressive was the uh, the Sioux celebration in front of all the Everton fans by Townsend. It's, like you said, team spirit, a bit of a laugh for the lads. And that's what's so good to see. Just shows that they are just normal lads enjoying themselves. And how, how good must it have felt to obviously score that end and then go and celebrate it to the Everton faithful. It would have been, it's, it's a matter of my absolute dream. And it was just brilliant to be a part of. But again, uh, that's clearly someone that's been worked on in the training ground. Because when you've got someone like Damari Gray, who, let's be honest, is absolutely rapid. I, and there's no 
there's no questions to be asked of why England and Southgate should be watching him week in, week out now because he doesn't just do that yesterday. He does that every single game. He's absolutely rapid. He gets the ball and he's just direct pace, skill. And he's absolutely thriving under Rafael Benitez. And I feel like he, he, he wants to be loved by the fans and we absolutely adore him. And he's arguably our most pivotal player at the moment, technically, skillfully and pace because he's got everything in abundance. And it's just mad to see how that didn't work out at the likes of Leicester and other places. But do you know what? That's even better for us. We've got a player there for £1.7 million who can change a game on his own. He's a match winner. He really, really is. And he can create stuff out of nothing. And that was a nothing chance yesterday, Mick, when he got that ball. He had no right to win the first ball and he had even less of a right to win the 50-50. Off balance, at speed, with Fred coming in. And that little ball to Decore that goes round Aaron Wan-Bissaka is a finger beauty as well. It's perfectly in front of him. But like I said before, big credit to the big man, Decore, because that, that assist. And if you watch the video again, Blues, Decore just stands still. And you can clear, if I'm him, you're thinking, don't you dare mess that up because what I've just done is special. And uh, you, then as soon as you the ball, it's the back of the net. He's running over to the corner with his fist bumping everyone. But no, superb team move. Great finish, great all-round play and great performance all-round. I'm a happy blue this weekend going into the initial, uh, international break, Mick. Yeah, I can tell, mate. But the most pleasing thing for me, once the ball hit the net, was every outfield player joined Townsend into the corner. And and like I say, I'm all for that. I, I love team spirit like that. It it just shows something that we haven't had for a long time. But another stat, Matt, that, that has just come up and Abdur Decore has four assists in the Premier League this season. And that is as many as James Rodriguez managed in the whole of last season. So it's remarkable, isn't it? that you know, we were all concerned about the lack of creativity for this Rafa Benitez-Everton team. But we are creating chances. I know we only had 29% possession yesterday, but it's what you do with it when you have it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's playing to everyone's strengths, Mick. When you come in as a manager, you can have all the philosophies in the world, but you haven't got the players to to carry out what you want to do. Then you've got to, you've got to change things yourself. Um, He's tinkered with a few things. He's, he's seen, he allude, again, he alluded to it at the end of the game yesterday. We haven't got the technical ability or the technical footballers to to be able to control the game. Um, there's no doubt about it for me that we probably, with the loss of Hammers and, and Gilfie in one season, we, we for me, we do lack a, a midfield player that can play slightly further forward and, and keep the ball. I think that's certainly something that maybe we can address in January or, or the summer but this team and Ever- Everton as a football club loves players with pace with power that drive with the ball and that's exactly what we're doing at the minute and that's that that is our strength we've got we've got players from all those front three positions and a midfield player sort of in that decore mould that number eight that can drive the ball forward and what I love to see, Mick, is is the amount of players we get in the box when we break forward. You know, it's not just one or two. We get three or four in there at, at, at every point, every attack. And that's so, so important that you get numbers in attack. Uh, and, and that's when, when you look at it again, Everton had more expected goals than Manchester United again yesterday. Um, you know, I don't think Everton have, have been below 
um, their opposition many times this season. Probably I think only Aston Villa that they've lost out so far in, in the expected goals category, which obviously obviously means nothing at the end of the day in terms of results um, on a one-off basis. But on a, on a, on a, on a whole, it, it does make a big difference. Um, you know, we've seen... Boxing Day last season, we were second in the league, but the underlying stats told us that we were going to fall off a cliff at some point, and unfortunately we did. This season has been completely different, Mick. We've got a consistent attacking threat. Um, we we press really well. Uh, again, the fitness levels play a big part in that, but Decore has been nothing short of magnificent. Um, why on earth he was just played in a deeper role last season I'll never know um, it, at times he sort of ended up playing right wing to to help out Hammers uh, which is com- absolutely mad uh, but we're seeing a player now that the player that we wanted to sign two or three years ago let's not forget Paris Saint-Germain wanted to sign Adelaide Decoré two or three seasons ago we've got a proper player in our hands here uh, he's fit as a fiddle Um He's got a lot of football left in him. He's only, he's only 29 years of age. Uh, and we've got a player right in his prime. Um, and he he probably is the key player in his team right now. I think you could take any player out of our out of our starting eleven, And you've, we've already taken out Cavett-Lew and we've taken out Richarlison. But I think if you took out Decore, we, 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 we wouldn't pose a threat that we have. He's been... For me, if we if very early on in the season, seven games, but if you had to do a, a, a team of the season so far in the Premier League, then Abdullah Decore would have to be in that. Two goals and four assists. God knows what he'll end up with at the end of the season, but this role really, really suits him. Um, and there's no reason why he can't continue that. Um, and it's all about finding solutions at the end of the day when it comes to creativity. You know, so it doesn't always have to be intricate football to... To, to, to slice the team open. But listen, Mick, find me a better goal all season on the counter-attack than yesterday. It had everything. It had pace from Damari Gray, had a wonderful bit of control and skill from the Corre, and that way to pass into, into Townsend, who finishes with his weak foot. That's the type of football I like to see. So, Listen, I think I was personally uh, very concerned about where the goals and the creativity were going to come from um, this season, even with Dominic and uh, Richarlison. But that's 10 goals now between Decore, Gray and Townsend already this season, along with the assists. That's a fantastic return and a great, a, a great sort of arson in the, in the attack for Everton. Um, to, not many teams will have goals spread out across their team like that this season. Um, and if we can get Dom and Richarlison returning with their goals as well, then we're going to score a lot of goals this season. Mm, I, I agree, Matt. And Ben, I know we have touched on Rafa Benitez, but just to go back to him, I think he deserves quite a lot of praise for, for yesterday's performance. But I think it was Jack who said on a previous podcast that if Rafa was in the home dugout yesterday and Ole was in the away dugout, we probably would have would have lost. Do you think that's the case? Do you think we have got a real tactician manager on our hands still, even at his age and his experience? And I know there is still that little bit of um, 
should we say negativity or, or wariness towards Rafa Benitez at Everton? He doesn't come over to the away fans much, even after a good result. He just waves and, and goes in, into the tunnel. There's no songs, negative or positive, for Rafa Benitez at the moment amongst the Everton faithful. So do you think Everton fans have got to really start to praise Rafa Benitez? Yeah, we're seven games in, but we currently sit on 14 points. And, and given the circumstances, it's, it's, it's a fantastic start to the season. Well, like you said, I think um, we've seen on Twitter it's our best Starts the season since 0405, and we all knew know what happened that season. And fingers crossed it happens again. But like you said, Rafa Benitez, let's say he's not quite at Rafa stage yet. I don't think he ever will be with the Everton fans. He's a man, he can take the criticism. He's made of absolute steel. The man he can remember he went to Chelsea and got hammered for the whole six months and came away with a trophy. So he, he's, he's been at Everton now, um, obviously since June, and he's very thick skinned. So he gets the job done, he gives us a clap and he walks off. Um, and I think that's probably for the best because he's here to manage Everton Football Club and some Evertonians aren't going to like it. But I am starting to see on Twitter now that more people who are against him are starting to warm to the fact now because it's, it's football that we want to see, as Matthew quite rightly said before. It's counter-attacking, it's direct, it's quick. And it looks like we know what we're doing. There's an actual game plan there. So they just sit behind the ball and hopefully get a set piece and score from a set piece, which it was over the past few seasons. So it's he, he's very good at polishing rubbish, shall I say, Rafa. Because look, this squad for me still isn't up to where I want it to be. I still don't think it's a particularly great squad. And we've seen that obviously a few injuries and we're down to the bare bones. But Benitez is so good at getting the tune out of squads that need polishing. And look where we are. And people will go, oh yeah, look, we've only played Southampton, we've only played Norwich, we've only played this and that. Southampton took points off a few teams now. They obviously got, took points off Man United. You look at the Brighton away, that, that victory can't go down. We can't just forget about that because teams are going there and struggling. And Graham Potter have got Brighton playing unbelievable football and they were lucky not to win last night against Arsenal. And we went there and literally battered them off the park. And we just we had the, the tactical uh, advantage over Graham Potter, Benitez, when he went there. So that can't go under the radar. Radar Certain teams a few years ago, Norwich, for example, at home with the injuries, we would have lost them a few seasons ago. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. So people go, oh, we've had an easy start, but you've got to win them games to give you a bit of a, or we can afford to lose X, Y, and Z, which I don't, I don't want to see us lose any game. But say you go to one of the so-called big boys and you can say, oh, we can afford to lose that game because of X, Y, and Z. If we can go into November, the next few games, West Ham, Wolves, Wofford, if we can pick up seven points or even nine, we'll be absolutely over the moon with. Then we can. our November fixtures aren't very kind, but the pressure's off. We can go in and just play our game and we're not going to be desperate to, to obviously go and win. So we can go and enjoy the football, enjoy the game, hopefully get the results because of that, because the pressure's off. Because, look, Blues, we are going to lose games this season. I'm not saying we're going to go on now an unbeaten run for the next six months, because we're not. There's going to be times where we may lose back-to-back. But at least I can see what we're trying to achieve, what the plan is, that there is a game plan, that there is a structure, that there is a philosophy, as I've touched on before, and that we are playing counter-attack and aggressive football and the team's fighting for one another in the team spirit. 
So hats off to Rafael Benitez at the moment um, because he's doing all the right things right. He's keeping himself to himself. He's doing his talking on the pitch. He's getting the results and he's getting the tune out of this Everton squad, which I thought was near enough impossible. So fair play to him at the moment. Um, it's still going to be some time, I think, before some of the certain hardcore Evertonians come round to it. But let's just see where we are come the end of the season. What I will just touch on there, Ben, I think after the, the defeat at Villa Park and then obviously getting knocked out of the Carabao Cup, our positive start to the season was on a knife edge, obviously with Norwich travelling to Goodison Park. And the, the positive start to the season could have all unravelled in the last two games against Norwich and Manchester United. And I, I just want to touch on that and just say, you know, it just goes to show a calm, safe pair of hands at the helm. He, he got the job done against Norwich and there was all the pressure off yesterday given the circumstances and the result the previous week. So, yeah, we did lose technically back-to-back games and it could have all unravelled the positive start to the season and we could have been heading into this international break on a completely different mindset with pure disappointment at the last four games. But no, he, he, the two games, Villa Park and QPR, didn't go our way. But nevertheless, it was cool heads at Goodison Park and we managed to turn it around against Norwich and then obviously head to Old Trafford with a little bit of the pressure off and get a positive result. One negative, though, Matthew, from the trip to Old Trafford, which is currently doing the rounds on all social media, is at 1-1 in around the 85th minute. A big chance foul to the boys in blue. And, and Tom Davis got the ball and he was, you know, the best part of probably you know, nine, ten yards out. Does he shoot? Does he pass? Does he shoot? You know, does he pass? It's it's all up in the air. And where where do you sit with this one? Do you think Mina should have held the line and stayed on side? Do you think Tom Davis should have shot? I know it's easy for us to say, you know, when you pause the t- telly and you think, well, look at the position he was in. But he has a split second to, to make that decision. And, you know, he's not a forward-thinking player to give him the benefit of the doubt. So what were your thoughts on that one? Well, I think, first of all, I think we should praise the, the team for, for even getting in that position, you know, two minutes to go, 1-1 one, one at Old Trafford and, you know, they're getting in the positions to score and win the game. Uh, that's the big, biggest positive I can take from this because I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to go over this too much, Mick, but you can clearly see when, when Davies takes the ball, his first touch takes him well away from it takes him away from the goal. It doesn't he doesn't get out of his feet, and from that point, I don't think he even can, contemplates um, taking a taking a shot. Um, and then obviously Mina Mina's uh, defensive mentality mindset. He's not thinking about the line, and he's gone way way too early. When in reality, Davies had all the time in the world there. Mina just needs to stay on side. It's a it's a simple ball across across the face of goal, and it's two one Everton, and it's three points back to Goodison Park. It's 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 minor. It's it's errors on both parts, isn't it? it, it in in a perfect world, Davies takes a, a touch, takes that straight towards De Gea, uh, and puts it into the bottom corner. On the other hand, Davies takes takes the touch. He does. Mina holds his line. Davies puts it across the goal, and Mina puts it in. But they're the fine margins, Mick. They're the fine margins in these games. Um, if you're going to pick two two worst players on a pitch and an Everton shirt to to get those that chance, you you probably couldn't have. Um, you know that's just the way way it falls. Sometimes it's disappointing. I think uh, when you get big chances like that, you've got to take them. Um, certainly in games like that, and it's disappointing. But 
listen, it happens. We're gonna get we're gonna get situations like that all season where you know fine fine details, fine margins stop us from winning football games. Something Tom needs to to learn from. Um, you know, he, he needs to have confidence in his own ability to be able to take that ball forward and and score. And and he's got to express his personality uh, on the pitch. You know, he's got a fantastic personality off the pitch. You know, big personality. You know, let's let's start seeing that on the pitch from him because for me, I've got I've got no problem with him. Show you know, being confident. Out there, showing what he what he can do, you know. I know. I think he's probably he's limited in, in certain aspects. We know that technically he's not a great footballer, but go out there and show your personality. Um, I'm certainly not going to sit here and criticise him for for being brave. Um, and that's something that I'm sure Benitez will will talk to him about in those situations that you've got to be brave in front of goal. But again. It's one of them. I'm not thinking about that right now. That's certainly not the not the the last thing I take out of that game. I take out the game that we've got a really good point against a really good team with an injury depleted squad. We go into the second international break with the same amount of points as Man United, and and we move forward with two home games versus uh, West Ham and Watford. No, I, I fully agree with you. Uh, so Ben, Matt, before we go, man of the match, individual man of the matches. Ben, I'll come to you first. Who was your? I know Damari Gray officially got it, but who was your Everton man of the match? I think the Corway was a was a monster again. The way him and Alan are working together this season is absolutely take like a different player. So we signed a new player because he's absolutely everywhere. My favourite saying is he's just ran past my new house there, still <laughs> running from that last game. But no, Abdullah the Corway was absolutely brilliant, great player. It's so refreshing to see him getting forward, getting goals, getting assists again. Let's keep at it. Um, let's see. We're definitely seeing the best of him this season. Um, but Alan's doing the hard work behind him too, so we can't go without a shout or two. But no, definitely Decoy. And Matt, who was your man of the match? Yeah, I'm going to be boring as well. I'm going to stick with Ben's choice. I'm going to go with Decoy. Uh, special mention to the to the back four. You know, aside from the the, the obvious Man United goal, I thought they were excellent. I didn't think they gave them a sniff all game, and I, I've openly criticised the the back four already this season, but, you know, to all of them, but without Decore, um yesterday, Everton don't get, don't get back in that game. Um, and I thought he took this, I thought he controlled the midfield throughout. They couldn't deal with his pace, his power, his physicality. Um, and it was actually his ball that nearly won us the game with, with Davies' chance. So, yeah, Adelaide Decore for me, Mick. Okay, and I'll, I'll go against the grain. And I'm going to go with Yerry Mina. I thought he was absolutely fantastic and he marshaled the back four. And not only marshaled the back four, he arguably kept out two of the very, very best strikers in world football in Cavani, Ronaldo, Quiet for, for, the, for the entire game. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Yerry Mina and go against the grain. So that's all we've got time for this week. Manchester United won, Everton won a fantastic point on the road, full of team spirit, togetherness, battling qualities and the away fans go home joyous away from Old Trafford. We will be back Wednesday with a special episode on the season review so far. You must tune in. The likes of Michael Ball, Kevin Ratcliffe are all included on this one. So it's certainly going to be an action-packed episode. In the meantime, have a good week. We will see you Wednesday night and up the toffees. All the very best. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.